You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, as always, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as usual, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I'm befuddled. This is, is all so weird still. We sit here and we yeah. talk about it, and then we do it, and I'm like... We've, I'm like we've, a cat looking at some light on the floor. I'm like, is that going? Yeah, we have uh, well, new technology yeah, this in, is, it's in great. studio, and Shane's mesmerized. I am. I'm easily hypnotized. It, and, it, and it is kind of mesmerizing. Hopefully so. everybody... You know, we took a little bit of a break, but hopefully everyone's listened to the last show, which was the first of the new technology. Right. When I listened to it, I mean, I was psyched. It sounds so good. Yeah, it does. It sounds so good. Um, it's which like, just makes me. It, wanna... It's kind of another level when you t- <laughs> you take out what needs to happen in order for the thing yeah. to be live and internet recorded right. and the whole thing like that. And it just kind of turns it up a notch, which right now probably sucks because me <laughs> and like the weird scratchy voice that you can hear super clearly right, right. is not helping. Anymore. Yeah. We're almost sponsored by like a hospital wing. Right yeah. Now, like, so. <laughs> or halls or, or hall, something. Right. I got, yeah. Uh, so this week we have to do some catching up. Right. Uh, and we've got Kong Skull Island and yeah. Beauty and the Beast. And <laughs> Kong Skull Island's really funny. I was uh, getting ready to start doing the show today. <laughs> And I was like, what are we doing again? Okay, Kong Skull Island. And I'm like, what happens in that? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was it was How not memorable that is. it was not quite that long ago. Um yeah. but man, did I I seriously I seriously sat here and I was like trying to think of various parts. Right. Like other than just um, you know, obviously <laughs> the openings scene in the helicopters and everything and yeah i can remember it but then i was like there was a boat (laughs) (laughs) there was a monkey and i was like yeah yeah it was it was big fun and then uh so after that beauty and the beast and i think that really that's about all we'll have time for hopefully um it depends i guess on if anyone wants to say anything about uh or or who wants to say what about these movies yeah I, i don't know but there's, uh, you know, we're not going into like news right now, except as we were just talking about, right. uh, the remaking the matrix, probably everyone's, uh, heard about that already anyway, but man, does that just really bug me? Uh, the, if, if you, you know, remakes are the thing anyway, and right. as much as people complain endlessly about how Hollywood has no ideas, Mm-hmm. And remakes and reboots and revisits and comes out with a sequel 20 years later. Right. right. All this crazy stuff. Even, you know, even stuff like where it, in a way, kind of slips under the radar. Like things like, um, you know, Bridget Jones last year when it's like. Right. It doesn't get the criticism exactly of you know remaking some goofy thing even yeah. though it's a long time to long wait time. for a sequel <laughs> and uh and anyway as much as hollywood you know gets bashed about this all the time you know kong skull island still makes a jillion dollars and so why would they not i it guess make, yeah but uh but man the ma- remake in the matrix is just yeah 
Well, wait, so why is that one so, like, why is that touchy? I think that one is, that one's touchy for me because it's such a a little cult like Mm -hmm. thing that turned into like this big big thing. thing. And I, I really think that remaking it is almost to like destroy it in theory, right? To throw a bunch of money at it and go, now I can make like some, you know, crazy awesome thing. Like what was great about it was that it had very little budget and still did some cool stuff. Uh, Did lots of special effects that uh, basically if you, if you go back and learn about how they made the movie. Right. Um, a lot of making the movie was what special effects can we do really cheaply? Right. Let's and, get some wire foo going. And let's figure know, out how to work maybe, that yeah. into our movie. Yep. And, you know, like a lot of the stuff that they do, all the slow motion-y stuff, mm-hmm. all the dodging bullets and stuff, Yeah, it's all actually really cheap to do. Yeah. And It uh, looked rich. <laughs> it, it, it looked It was really rich. fun and cool and awesome. And I don't know. It's just... It's just a weird thing to me to remake. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons that I don't like them remaking it is because the next two movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan of the sequels at all. Yeah. And I don't like, uh, you, you know, why go back to it? I mean, we've we've ruined this movie already. Right. <laughs> why go back to it? Did you... I know your son hadn't seen it. Did you get a chance to see it again recently? Yeah, yeah. Does we, it... Because I, I haven't we seen we it watched forever, it with him. But... My memory of seeing it like on TNT all the time right. is that it stands up really well. It, re- with it, today, it, like it really does. Like if you just watch it, you know, it and you really don't know how does. old Keanu is, or you might look at that and be like, this must just be a few years old. That, right. That's, what right. is it, 99? So that's 18 years old. It's it's that's really ancient, old. But, but yeah, I feel it re- like it, it still really really stands does. up. Yeah. It really does stand up really well. And, you know, I don't know that remaking it will stand up, though. You know what I mean? I mean, right. I don't know that... Um, the story of it at this point is a little dated and kooky how they do stuff. Sure. You're going to have to update that. Well, I mean, they, right? use, they use phones. They use landlines. Right. They to, use I mean, actual like, phones to get at, out. Yeah, I mean, there'll and, be some things to do. And what's interesting about that in a way is because the movie, it's not just that they use landlines. Right. But, no, I mean, not the, the movie predates... Sure, having iPhones and cell phones and all that stuff. And now, not only are they going to have to update that, but they're going to have to update making sense of doing things that way. Mm -hmm. You know, know Uh, even if they, if if they, they can't do cell phones, right? Because you just have it, so you you don't have to run (laughs) to the spot or whatever. If I'm making this movie and I'm in this pitch meeting with you. I'm telling you that when the architect finally shows up and he says there have been six other iterations of the chosen one before you. That's movie three. We don't <laughs> we don't go into the future. We don't make a contemporary matrix. We do one of the ones before Neo. We do like nineteen fifties landlines. Like I wanna see a nineteen thirties Chicago matrix. Like the previous we go back. one. Yeah, we go back and tell the story that's there. Because there's a good story. Then it's in almost there. like you're stealing from Blade Runner or something. I know. Well, this is funny. I was actually gonna say about Blade Runner. We're because watching... they're gonna make it look like Blade Runner. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. That, yeah. That if they did that, yeah, that's they what would. they would do. You know, with all these things, we're we're doing Beauty and the Beast, which is the live action, you know, update of it, Kong, which is just another you know, entry. And I'm thinking sequels bug me to no end, but I feel like I'm 
neutral about them now because I know they're all coming. I know there's very few oh, original right, right, things. Right. Everything's being sequelized or reimagined or remade. Next week is uh, Ghost in the Shell, and I'm actually looking forward to a that A little remake, looking forward to that because I want to see. Cool. Right. And then I'm thinking, well, the one, because I was going to ask you, what's the one that you'd like them to do? And then I'm thinking, that might be too open-ended without any forethought. But the one that I'm looking forward to the most is the sequel to Blade Runner. You know, I'm oh, actually, yeah. and that has something to do with the director who I love and the actors who I'm really into and the aesthetic, which I'm sure is going to be amazing. Like, I think everything's in line to that thing being great. But again, that's just another weird sequel that I'm But okay also, with. it might not. But it really might not. Yeah. And that's another one I'm where, like I was it. saying, you know, going back to the well in a weird way yeah. a long time later. So right. it's like a sequel, but it's right. forever later. And it makes sense that it's and, like 30 years down the road. Uh oh, well look at this. Oh, these are the things that we don't get. Uh, you got to take this call. All right, you're excusing yourself. I'll talk about sequels for a minute. <clears throat> I don't actually feel the same way that you do about the Matrix, but I can certainly appreciate it. And when I when I heard about the sequel, well, the the reimagining of it, okay. I just thought. I, I don't even know why. Like, I understand if you're going to make a story for Blade Runner 30 years later, new, new you know, replicants, new runners, that's fine. Tell that story. If you want to bring Harrison Ford in, great. But to just re recast a film that is great on its own, successful. Right, right. Like, when you, I always had this thing with a friend of mine. I would always ask him, you know, what's our long bet? Do you think they're going to remake Gone with the Wind or Casablanca first? Right. Or will they do E.T. again? Or Ghostbusters, and I, you know, I won that bet. But you know, if you're just going to reimagine it because you got better technology, I understand that on a small, small scale. But I don't think it's necessary. I just, don't. I, I can understand it um, when you have a movie. If you had a movie that was really uh, kind of cutting edge, and you really couldn't quite do it. Right. In a in a fantastic way because there yeah. were no special effects that could really deliver stuff. Yeah. And now obviously you look at stuff like uh Valerian and the Thousand Planets coming out. If you've seen any clips or trailers of that, it's crazy that, looking. That's real. It, it, yeah. it, it's insane. Yeah. Uh and, and you know, just all of the special effects you do now, it's like Going back to watch the original Star Trek movie, right? I was or, just gonna, yeah, you know which something you, like that, I which is endurance of that, which is uh, <laughs> so fascinatingly whacktastic to watch now yeah. because yeah. there's so much of that movie where they are so impressed with their special effects <laughs> that yeah. they make you stare at it forever. Right. It's almost there are parts of that movie where it's almost like you know the original like. <laughs> movie that had theaters where it's like just the train coming at you and like people jumped and right. like, what the hell? Cause yeah, they'd right. never they'd seen never a movie saw. before yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and it's like the star Trek movies doing that. If you have a movie that is old yeah. like that, sure. that's a, some kind of sci-fi or fantasy or something where now you can just do special effects right. and you don't have to have, you know, Ewoks that are right. little and puppets strings, or, you know, whatever, you know, anything. Then I could kind of see it. I yeah. could kind of say, Hey, let, this was a good story. Yeah. It's, you know, really goofy looking, even, right. even some things that are awesome, but they're goofy looking like, you know, if you started making Harryhausen Sinbad movies with the, just, with the Jason skeletons and, the and stuff. And, yeah. yeah right. and like, and do that sort of stuff yeah. again and go, look, let's make this with actual special effects. I could see that, but right. just to remake something, just, you know, the matrix is just like, they know people will show up. 
Yeah, I mean they do. So but let's remake that, that. Even that. I mean, this is the long tangent. We'll we'll get off this. But even that drives me nuts because we just saw them a couple years ago try it with Clash of the Titans. Speaking of Harry right, and stuff, right. and it sucked. Yeah, it, it sucked so bad. Like they had no idea what made it interesting. Well, and, and fun the, and original. And the original and, is awful. But in like good a awful. really good way. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say it's good it's awful. really good yeah. awful. Yeah. But it it embraces the cheesiness of the special effects it has right. and like runs with it. Right. And then you remake it into this thing that's you know completely serious. Right. And going look, we're fantastic. <laughs> right. and, and you're like, what <laughs> is yeah, happening? You suck. Yeah. Oh man, I can't do that. Which, quite frankly, we <laughs> segues us in. We'll pretend we did this on purpose to right. Kong Skull Island, exactly. Right? Which is kind of uh, the exact same thing, right? Yeah. King Kong, goofy special effects. Yep. Not even a fantastic movie. Wait, which one? The original, the original one. The, the, re- one. the yeah, really right. like original the one, first right? One. Yep. Not even like a good story or a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess people will disagree with that, but I yeah. mean, it's not like, hey, that's the next greatest story right. ever. Right. But that movie, it was like Godzilla, right? It was like the Godzilla movies. It was just because, hey, look at what some crazy do. shit right. we can do, right? Yeah. And look, we'll make it look like there's a giant monkey and right. little planes will zip by and you can see the little you know, cords that they're attached yeah, right. to or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll buy it. There was the, the problem for me with all <laughs> of the Kong and Godzilla movies coming back, even though, you know, over the last jillion years that they've been remaking them right there have been some fairly interesting things to watch there have been some entertaining versions of it but the problem for me is that they're based on things that aren't good they never were good (laughs) nobody ever thought they were good low right yeah yeah so it's so it's just it's such a goofy (laughs) idea it's just one of those things where everybody knows who kong and godzilla are so you will show up Right. There are plenty of people who will show up. If I owned the studio, I'd keep making them too. Sure. But I wouldn't, you yeah. know, I wouldn't say they were good. I wouldn't right. try to convince anyone they were good movies. Yeah. Or even good attempts, right? But right. But King Kong, this one is such a, a weird thing. So we'll just like, I guess, jump in and give our oh, ratings. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if I got this right. Yeah, I gave this one a two. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Kong Skull Island, and yeah. I'll tell you what, it was lucky to get it. <laughs> so it came and up. If it, wait, it kept going down, or it just came up it enough? Got, like it got it reached something. It got like a star for John C. Riley, and yeah. if it wasn't for him, it probably would have been a one. And the only reason that it even gets anything out of him is a he kind of made me laugh a couple times, yeah, and b. There was something very surreal about watching him in this movie for me. Like yeah. he managed to like wink at you, I think, while watching this movie. It's funny like, you say that. I agree. He 100%. was he was kind of going. I they gave me money, right? <laughs> like, you know, and I get to come to the island. They gave me a yeah. bunch of money to if be you can here. Go to like yeah. And somehow he managed to not do that. Yeah. And still do it anyway. Right. right. And it was it was almost like he challenged himself. To, to do some <laughs> right. acting. Right. So he's like, I'm going to act like a person who's trapped making this movie. Right. Not trapped on the island. Right. But, and, and there were a couple times that he really made me laugh. But everything else about this movie is, uh, first of all, it's directed by somebody 
that you never heard of before and never made anything before. And how yeah, who, did who is fr- he's friends with somebody. Oh yeah. Jordan Volt Roberts. He's uh, he's done some TV. Uh, I think he is uh, like friends with Nick Offerman or something. I don't know what that gets you or why that gets you. Oh anything. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. But he's, he's done some TV and all of a sudden he's got this giant budget Kong skull right. Island. This I mean, is he's, so weird. he's friends with somebody right. in Hollywood and, yeah, his list and, is and, all TV. And got a gig, right? Yeah. And and he and he needs to never get a gig again because right. it's directed horribly. The, the problems with the film, and yeah. and the writing is uh, the writing is just bonkers. The writing is like a drunk weekend with you know write a movie for dummies book or something and just cut and paste all the goofiest crap out of it. Anyway, I won't. I won't keep going on. Let, what's your? Well, rank? we can we can do this for a while because I'm at two and a half. I'm a little bit better <laughs> oh. than you, but not much. I, I knew you I didn't mean, like it, but I wasn't. Start. I wasn't actually sure you were going to be. I'm pretty even close that. to as low as me. I was so but. bored and so disinterested and so disengaged, even to the point where I I think I mentioned to you, at least I think I did, um, that I started watching the film through a different lens. Uh, I was really watching it like Anaconda. Than you know, right, like the right. du- like the really was, dumb, exploitive, really really stupid kind of play, but I feel like this wasn't that. Um, and it's weird because I have a, a few, a few of my close friends. Okay, so here's the disclaimer: who loved it, they do love it. And here's oh, the disclaimer: God. I love monster movies. I actually do. I just haven't seen a really good one in a long time. Going all the way back to like Cloverfield, right. you know, which just sucks. But I understand that. I, and I had this argument with them about this specific movie. What they loved most was Kong, seeing Kong doing things. Yeah, and, 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 Kong, I, I and Kong that. looked great. Kong looked the, great. The special effects, I think, were Kong pretty looks, fantastic. Kong looks so amazing in scenes that are not important than the scenes that are. Like the big thing that, and I'm surprised that early on they have the helicopter scene that's all in the trailers. Like that's right, right up front, and that's. Visually great, though absolutely nonsensical. It yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm not going to be the guy that comes into a film about a huge. Age. I think I think story wise, it's really it's... goofy. And not only is it really goofy, and uh, I don't mean to cut you no, off, but I'm not going to forget. It, it's not only really goofy, but it is so counter to every Kong movie. Yes, it, I, exa- this it, is what I'm going like to like. Bizarre. <clears throat> I'm not going to walk into a Kong film or a giant monster movie and start complaining about <laughs> like the realism. Okay. Right. This is like loving, you know, X Men movies and then complaining that guys can start fires with their mind. Like that doesn't right. make sense. Okay. You have to believe certain things. I just don't believe anything that happened in the film for the most part, all the way up until John C. Riley. And then I believed right. he's the only thing that's realistic in the whole thing. And he's just so isolated and, and lonely. He's like, I'll do whatever you want, but I've lived here for three thirty years. Don't, right. Don't listen to me. But just all the different things that happened to lead up to Kong, and he looks great. The moment I thought he looked the best was when he just walks by in the water. When uh, oh, there's the right, scene where right. he's just walking through the water and nothing's happening, but you just see this god amongst everything. He looked amazing in that. And, and the fight scenes, he looks good at. It doesn't look real blotchy. But by the time even the scene I'm talking about, it, it, when he fights in the water... Uh, and I won't ruin it, even though I really want to ruin everything about this film. But, man, you're popular today. Uh, when he fights in the water, I am so disengaged from anything, even the big monster battles. Because at that point, we've already had a couple. 
and they're not getting any better for me. It's just bad writing, flat acting, and not in a way that's supposed to be satirical or comical, but it felt like they were really taking themselves seriously about doing this kind of thing. And, and the problem with that is when you get somebody who takes it too seriously, you get the fiasco that's Peter Jackson's Kong, which is right. almost as nightmarish for me in a different way, because at least, at least when you take it real seriously, the mistakes you make are because you take the material too seriously. Here, if you don't take what you're doing seriously enough and you're just filming stuff to get to the special effect fights, right. effects fights, then I, I, I can't get interested in anything at all. Man, they got... They got this huge platoon of all these soldiers that are built to die over the course of a film. They're all red shirts, right. okay? And and what they want so hard is to make them be like the you know we were just <coughs> we were just talking Excuse about me. aliens. You know you care about the the marines and aliens after no time at all because they're characters, right? In this, they're just I don't even know anybody's names. I don't know. No, I'm just not that at all. Guy. The second white guy, the third they, black guy, that guy but with the big gun. Yeah, like even, I didn't care about anything. And even like twenty me, minutes into the movie, yeah, right? Right. I'm I'm already just like in my mind as I'm watching it, like referring to the people as their goofy caricature. <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, there's like the the Richie Cunningham kid. Yep. yep. And there's, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, you can't help because you know Samuel right, L. Jackson, right. right? He takes the pass, right? <laughs> Excuse me. He's he's going to be who he is, but he is like caricature to the nth level yeah, of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of ridiculous sergeant person. But all of these other guys, you know, there's... Uh, there's like philosophy guy. Right. Yep. And and actually I was I was really interested in seeing him and I don't remember his name, but he's yeah, he yeah. was on Boardwalk Empire yeah. and he was really good. And I really actually like him a lot. And I saw him in the movie and I was like, okay, well, some right. interesting stuff might right. happen, right? Yeah. But everything <laughs> that happens is completely goofy. And th- that's as far as any of these people get. Right. is kind of like the the notes in the script right, uh, of you know outlining the character. He's yep. going to be the this guy. He's yeah. going to be the right. you know like sort of passive, you know, fighter guy. And yeah. the other guy is going to be like the real jerk the fighter. The guy that wants to blow up You know everything. whatever. I right. mean they're all just these and and nothing about them happens that turns them into characters and it gets to the point where it's funny to watch what they think will turn them (laughs) into characters right right what they think will you know give you some reason to like them and the the funniest one actually happens first if it would have happened later in the movie you'd you'd probably just laugh out loud after you've been built up to it but it happens first, so you're kind of like not in that same place. And it's when Samuel L. Jackson is sitting at his desk and looks down at the medals. Mm-hmm. And he looks down at all these medals and goes, and for what? And just like the script writing was, I want to sum up the Vietnam War. Right. But I got like 15 seconds. Yeah. Because I already paid the special effects guys you right. know, $3 million. I can't take yeah. away any of their time. Right. And the fight is really cool looking. So whatever we want to do with characters, uh, you know, and you get one take at it, too. <laughs> right, because right, we, we got to cut. It's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Do it right the first time. Right, right. And it's so goofy. If that would have happened at the end of the movie yeah. or like later on in the movie, you'd laugh and yeah. walk out probably yeah. because it would be so stupid. Anyway, and it but... was it was stupid. I mean, it was stupid then. Yeah. 
but they do the same things. They have people like working on the boat when they yes. when they find the boat, and, and they're it, like, yeah. "This is like camaraderie time right, or whatever." Right. And you're like, "Oh my god!" And it's so weird too. They have the natives <laughs> on the island because John C. Riley has to still be there, right? Because I don't know why. Because it's like a funny shtick that we That's thought the of, thing, right? That he will have crashed there in World War II. Uh, the opening is really goofy too. Uh, yeah. The opening is like such a, a cheesy Michael Bay goofy moment yeah. where they're, you know, they're going to start killing each other. <laughs> I really don't feel like that would happen. No. I mean, I think, that, <laughs> I think that it would be like enemy mine. Like now they're together. It would on be the like, planet, they're like, we're we both screwed. Right. right. Well, let's live together for a while. <laughs> yeah. And neither one of them can shoot anything, which was, <laughs> right. which was hilarious. Anyway. But it, but there's all these little points throughout the movie where they keep doing that. Whenever they yeah. kind of catch a break where yeah. it's like, okay, let's talk now for a minute right. and get people interested in us. And if Samuel L. Jackson talks, it's the worst ever because <laughs> he's such a bonkers. Uh, it just He starts at 11. He's, you know, he's already... He like, starts at like 15 yeah. and it's ridiculous. And one of the things in the movie for me that I thought was funny is... Um, they crash on the they crash on the island. They get attacked by Kong. Right. All their helicopters are down. Now right. they've got to travel across the island. And what I thought was awesome, awesomely stupid, really, <laughs> is that they make Samuel L. Jackson so far past eleven, right. even that after about you know ten fifteen minutes after they crash, I'm like somebody would have popped him. Right, is that's when his own guys frack. They'd be like, "Listen, yeah. dude, rules are out right right now. I want to go home. <laughs> the, I just saw something. There's that no blew my mind. There's no chain of yeah. command now. Right. Somebody in that group of caricatures, right. which you can't really blame any of them for not actually doing it, right? Because they're not actually people, right? So, right? <laughs> because we we haven't bothered to make them people, but somebody in that big group of people, especially probably. Um, <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Uh, Loki. Hiddleston. Yeah. yeah. Loki. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Loki shows up. Yeah. And then. Right. Then all, the, hell all things are off. Yeah. Uh, like, especially him. He would have just right. went, look, dude, you're in charge of nothing here, man. Right. So yeah. give me another order. Well, I dare you. In a weird way. In a weird way, they play it. But in a weird way, I thought there was truly going to be something interesting with the film. Uh, I hoped that they would think of this. But. You know, they were too busy just showing off where they've got three days to get to the rendezvous point, like you said. And he wants, you know, Samuel L. wants to go after the monkey and Hiddleston wants to just leave. Right. He's like, look, it's going to be hard enough getting Hell here no, in three we'll days. get out of here. The unit then should be like, look, I don't know what he's doing, but I don't feel like following my boss. And the boss is like, you're going to follow me. That's in order. I waited for Hiddleston to basically just be like, you can't order me and I'm going to live. Right. Whoever wants to come with me and live, we're going this way. That would have been interesting and a dramatic and, and uh, you know, inner conflict instead of the external con But they don't think that far ahead. They're just right. like, you know, Hulk smash. we got to right. find something for Kong to break down. Even though they tried really hard to put in this, uh, I I'm saying nuanced, but it wasn't nuanced. It was a very clumsy subplot with Samuel L. Jackson's... Uh, and they mistakenly did it too, because it would have been good if they'd done it right. But his like vengeance for all of his fallen unit, and he's going to go after Kong right. no matter what. He never gets off. And like, I get and, that. And, and it's this idea that he sort of snapped right at that, the he, that it broke thing. him. And, and then it's he's like, seen that he's always looking for another war. He's always wanting another adversary. 
basically that conflict exists just to set up one action piece after another. And the argument I was getting in with, with friends that loved it because they loved just the action. And I thought, sure, the 11 minutes of action is really great, but I didn't have to sit through two hours to endure that. You, You get kind of what you want. And we do this, you know, I feel like you actually do get, I didn't love the trailer. I think you do get the movie that the trailer yeah, gives you. I, I, I think, think you get I exactly think you pretty that. well do. But you get, you get what you want. You get, uh, you get uh, people fighting people, people fighting monsters, monsters fighting monsters. And you don't have anything in the middle because it's mostly just like boring combat for me. There wasn't a battle in that whole movie that was interesting to me. Not the spiders, no. not the battles with Kong, not even that first battle with Kong because I'm looking... I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you're in a helicopter. Don't fly so close. Right. Go up. The first make Kong jump. The or first go opening. Far. Yeah. Like, the first opening to the movie I thought was so fantastically stupid, stupid. with that heli- helicopter thing. Mm-hmm. Except in the in the one sense that at least it lets you know where you are. It, it, it did exactly. It, it goes. This is the movie you'll yeah. be watching. <laughs> Like right. right out of the gates, and I was it, like, "Oh no!" And then, and it lives up to that. It, it really the whole does. rest of the movie. It does, and it was. It's so. It's not only so goofy that you have these helicopter pilots who've been in war and everything, and yeah. there's a giant monkey, right. and all they can do is go get as close to the giant monkey as you possibly can. <laughs> right. right, that's all they're about. I need to see his eyes. And then you, it even gets so stupid that. You know, I don't know if they're trying to set up. It's like they purposely did this to set up the reason people are following Samuel L. Jackson later on in the movie. I think. But when they're in the helicopter, yeah, you know, the guy goes, "Could we get the hell out of here?" Right. And they and the the Richie Cunningham right. pilot guy goes, "You're not the boss of me, or right. I don't take orders from you, yep. or whatever it is." Yep. It's like, really? Yeah. Because there's a giant monkey. You right. sure you don't want to yeah. get away from it or yeah. something? But then as, you know, as the movie goes on and Samuel L. Jackson's just like going, we're going to kill it. We're going to kill it. You can't believe any of it mm-hmm. for a second, really. And it's distracting. They could have just not mm-hmm. done that somehow. Mm-hmm. Just have him just have him do it. Or I don't right. know what I don't right. know what's going to happen, but there's right. too many of them left. Yeah, it really is the problem for me. Right. If he'd have been doing that, there's like a few of them left. I don't yeah. know. And they're like, well, we're going to go get these bombs because that's our best chance of surviving the monkey. Right. Not just we have to kill him, but whatever it is. But he's but, but none of them are none of them say anything or do anything. Yeah. Look, we shot at it with like rockets right. from our helicopter. We, we what else are we going to do right. to it? Yeah. Like we got these little guns. <laughs> He's not going to notice. We're going to go kill him now. In the, in the smallest moment of inspiration, you know, they had something that was at least marginally clever for something so stupid to begin with anyway. Like I, I liked how Kong was reacting to them dropping the charges, like, because he knew that the, the stupidest name for a monster ever. The Skull Crushers were coming out. Right. I actually liked that. Someone on one day had a good idea. Right. But I'm like, that's even the foundation for which you're doing this stuff is just so stupid. It, it at best, it's a checklist movie for me that is really bad anyway. At worst, it just feels like a film of constant movie tropes done by A-list actors. Right. You know, I mean, for no reason. For no reason. Somebody paid him to show up. And I said, I said this to you too. In a way, I feel kind of a little bad for Hiddleston, though I think he can skirt this. I felt like this was his 
uh, kind of tryout for a James Bond film or things that are not Marvel. Right. You know, in a, and in a way, and he didn't do bad. He he had his his biceps all he oiled up. He didn't do bad, but you it know, still he, was he, just he, gra- sad. he had his awesome poses and he carried his gun heavily. You know, he looked brooding. But but every everything that happened was still rat. so sad. Even when uh, John Goodman and his little buddy Gilligan, whatever. Gig- goes to find Hiddleston (laughs) at this bar and it's like, oh, we walked in. So that will be exactly when this redonkulous fight happens and then he can hit people with pool cues. Right. You're like, really? I mean, is that, is that really the movie I'm watching? It was just, well, all the different exploitations, you know, between him and his weird posing, but I don't blame him for that between Brie Larson, who's talented and every shot of her... Whose hair be, never got messed who, up. Who, every shot of her seemed to be showing off the perfect curvature of her outfit that <laughs> oh, they yeah. made her wear. Like, everything there was just to marginalize the longer, everything. The longer they were in the oh, jungle, man. the better her hair and makeup were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the more we and, went on it, into John the C. movie. John C. Riley was fine. He was fun. But it was almost like I getting... Him. It was almost like getting someone doing a John C. Riley because John C. Riley knew enough to stay out of the film. Like right. he was really John C. Rileying this part. Right. And I didn't, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't get it. The stuff that there were some good visual things here, but you, you know, you said it right. They just, it was stupid. And I'm not throwing that out casually. Like, Oh, I didn't like it. So it's just dumb. It was stupid. Yeah. Like, it was stupid. It was trying, it wasn't and, trying to, it wasn't trying to do anything other than, What's the cheapest way to get in and out of here and make a bunch of money? <laughs> well, and just, uh, you know, we're going to, I don't even know like what the deal is with the writer's guild or whatever, but yeah. it was like, we're going to pay this guy for like four hours. Right. Yeah. Make it happen. Make it happen. Right now. And well, four here's hours. the big Go. thing that, that is obvious anyway, even if you're not reading the news or the inside stuff like we do, you do a lot, I do sometimes. Legendary Films is in charge of putting together this big monster fest like the Marvel yeah. Universe. Yeah, We had Godzilla a few years ago with Aaron Taylor Johnson. And yeah. People didn't realize that was the first one. That was the Iron Man of this whole thing. Now this is supposed to be the Captain America kind of entry. They're moving towards the Godzilla versus King Kong thing, which probably will be a lot like Batman versus Superman. They'll throw two punches and then fight Mothra together. Like, right. But this is, I say this by way of saying there's a scene at the end of the film, there's a stinger that if you want to watch is actually more interesting than anything else in the whole film, but because I'm bored to Even death, though it's goofy, anything, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, and that is really the thing for me. As <laughs> much as it's stupid, and it, if this movie was not taking itself so seriously, yeah. it might have been pretty good. It, so, might, it might not have, but it, it would have been it, better. But it might have. Here's my quick question for you, Kong question. So there's four Kong films, really. What's your favorite of them? So there's the original, there's oh, the, the uh, Kurt, uh, not Kurt Russell, there's the Bridges one, the Jeff Bridges one, there's the Peter Jackson one, and then there's this piece of crap. Uh, I don't mind. You know, I think I, if I try to recall them, and obviously that's spanning a long I'm time, asking a lot. I feel like I kind of liked the Kurt Russell one, not The Jeff too Bridges bad. one. Oh, Jeff Bridges? Jeff, the Jeff Bridges one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that one, even though it's 70s stupidity right. and exploitive in a but way it's but it's kind so of good. it's kind of like um i feel and you know if i watched it again probably i'd go what am i saying well it's, i saw it a while ago and it's it's not great it, it's a, it's a long time ago and i don't know that i ever watched it again right. even so it's right. just like the one thing but i feel like there was something to that movie that was kind of like in that time period of movie making 
where you could be a certain kind of serious and still not be serious, yeah. you know, like yeah. escape from New York sure, right. or, yeah. you know, like right. stuff like that. And that movie kind of embraced that. Like, sure. let's not pretend that we're making Shakespeare here. Yeah. Let's just do a thing. And, yeah. and it didn't go anything like this movie Insofar as like just making goofy caricatures and right, yeah, and they, they, all these they're one only trope after another. Yeah. It was and Charles everything. Grodin, Jessica Lange, Jeff Bridges. That was basically your cast, and you right. cared about them, right. you know. But it was also like believable. We went to the island for this. We found this guy. We're going to bring him back instead. Like right. capitalism, you know, extortion, all these things. And, and this movie too. <clears throat> there's so much. Um, just just the whole like right out of the gates killing Kong. Right is very not Kong. So it's like they tried to take a lot of things about how Kong movies work and go, look, we're going to change this. Yeah. And so it'll be different and new and whatever. Right. right. And they didn't (laughs) bother to say, is there any good movie to be had here? Or it's this really for me. And I say this every once in a while uh, for various films, but this to me felt a lot like a movie made by someone who doesn't like Kong movies. Right. And who knows what they're doing is awful and stupid and shows up to work every day and goes, I hate this goddamn movie, but but I'm going to make it and make my money. And, you know, this is like the equivalent of somebody, you know, trapped in a dead end job going to work. And spitting, spitting in your food, spitting this out, right? Yeah, and yeah spitting exactly. in your food because they hate their job and they really want to be fired. And but. as much, and we have mentioned this before, and we can move on uh, from this horrible movie. Everyone can write us and tell us how great it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, for me, more than anything else, even though it is dumb, it has all these uh, goofy problems. But there are, you know, like you said, Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston are not bad. They're not bad. Exactly. They're just unfortunately forced to do stupid things. Yeah. But for me, this movie with all the problems that it has, the real killer is like you said uh, before, I was just bored so much of the time all the way. Almost. I was just sitting there like so bored. Is anything going to happen? And you know what really like threw me over a certain edge of boredom was when they left the natives, mm-hmm. when they get on the boat and leave the natives, I'm yeah. like, we didn't need the damn natives at all. Oh yeah. We yep. just, uh, for whatever reason, at some point we got all these extras mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, make something happen with right. it. We, we could have just as easily found John C. Riley. All by himself. Amongst in a the ruins. Yeah. The villagers right. could have all died off long ago right, or something. Right. And he found the little paintings or whatever. Right. And there's so much in the movie that's just so... Uh, somebody thinks like their ideas are so awesome. Yeah. And and no one will tell them they're not. Like the, right. like the goofy paintings with the Kong. Mm-hmm. And it's like on the different rocks. So you don't see it from the right angle or whatever. Right. Like somebody thought, man, this will look so cool. Right on and, a storyboard, and it, that and looks it will good. be fantastic. Yeah. And then you're like, what is that? Who would have done that? Why would anyone do that? That's exactly it. I'll find one wrong. That's exactly right. It's exactly what I was thinking. That's some pretentious natives. Exactly. You know? When it happened, when <laughs> when you're watching it in the movie, and I'm already so bored. Yeah. And they spin around <laughs> and you see the thing, and I'm like, that is kind of cool looking. Why would anyone have done that? Right. No right. one would ever have done that right. Right. <laughs> in a billion years. Yeah. Anyway, especially the never speaking natives, natives of this island. The one part of the film that I thought would have been the best was the thing we didn't even get 
you know, there's a throwaway line. I actually think very quickly it, it was annoying in the beginning because it went down the checklist. Again, I thought it was a checklist film. The checklist of film uh, of music we have to have if we're in the Vietnam era. Right. You know, right. okay, all that. And then it went through like all these checklists of things. It, it, it was but it was really like all the music that Warner Brothers has the rights, has the to, rights anyway. to right anyway. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, there's this throwaway line that John C. Riley has about uh, you know, we we just we hope we better not run into the ants. And oh, I'm like, right, and right. I'm like, let's let's see the ants. Let's have so some far, ants. The giant spider was stupid. Yeah, and and, 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 and they were they like, understand, like, they if, even have him like listening to it. You think it's a bird, right. but it's an ant. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? That's right. that was actually pretty cool. I love I love when the big spider is there, and if you have something <laughs> that is as tall as that spider is, and everyone's like panicked, like now we're gonna get stepped on by these razor legs. Right. Actually, if you all just stay really close together near one of them. You won't because it's not a tiptoe ballerina spider. It right. like has this, but it's just so stupid over and over again, all these things. But I wish I had seen the ants because at least Peter Jackson went on to the idea that Skull Island has tons of things that everything, right. it's like the anaconda right. on steroids. Uh, but this thing just was like, you know, we got to look out for this and maybe look out for that. Right. And just follow me. Okay. Don't. That's the movie. Like that's the film. <laughs> it is. It's it so is. stupid. Uh, I love the part when it, one of the parts with John C. Riley when he's like, "I've only lived here for twenty years. Yeah, so don't bother listening." to That me. was the best line there yet. I that thought. that was a part for me that y- you just really could see yeah. John C. Riley winking at you. Right. I mean, it was yeah. just like, this, right. "Check out this line I have to say." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he says it. Yeah. Like, oh, it was. So anyway, that was horrible. That one's a rough one. I can't suggest anyone go see that. Even if no. I mean, even if you're a monster fan, just wait. It'll be on TV at some point, and then you can just see the best parts of it. Yeah, and you'll be able to fast forward a lot and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was uh, that was really weird one. Okay, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I'm. This is interesting. This would be a weird one. Will it? I think so. Why will it be weird? This this could potentially be our biggest difference. I don't know. I don't know. Cause this is a strange one. I don't, I don't know. All right. Uh, beauty and the beast. So Emma, Bill Condon, Emma Watson. Yep. And, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the beast guy's name, but he's on Stevens, Don, uh, Dan Stevens. Yeah. He's on right now. The, uh, show led what is Legion Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, like Marvel X-Men thing. Right. Yep. And that show actually really kind of kicks ass. Yeah. That show is really cool. And it's it's almost like daring people to not watch it because it's based on a comic book, you know, because yeah. it because it's not what you're thinking. And it's not right. Yeah, right. It's, it's not, not like the X-Men no. flying around and everything. Yeah. And he is so good in that show. Yeah. It's it, like bonkers. And yeah. he has to do really Hard. impossible stuff. Yeah, right. You know? right. It's like uh, it's like that Orphan Black show mm-hmm. where uh, the you know the one girl has to play like seven, seven people, people and sometimes the they're talking to each other right. and yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. And except that she's really good. At, I mean that sounds right. kind of cheesy, right. but, but she's she actually it. really good at it. Yeah. He is so good at all of the and he has to uh, basically act like he thinks that he's crazy, right? Because people have told him he's crazy for so for long, our, yeah. and crazy stuff happens. <laughs> So he believes it. Right. And so there are lots of parts in that show where, uh, especially going through like the first few episodes, 
where he suddenly is going, is this really happening right now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, and, and he's, or am I crazy? Like, he is yeah. amazing yeah. in that. Um, so anyway, uh, I sense uh, well, you're setting up a big contrast no, here. I, I want you to go first. You want me to? Okay. Well, I've actually already, you know, reviewed the movie. It, Oh, online. did you? Well, I so, mean, you've been sick. You've been my sick rating, as a dog. I don't know what you've been doing. My rating but, um, is, you know, locked in anyway, so it's I got not a feeling, like I can I change it. I have a feeling it. that I liked this more than you, but I still only liked it at four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, I think, what are you, at nine? You're at one? I gave it a 10. You gave it a 10? Yeah. Wow. This is, our, this, is our, this is our big one then. This wow. is the biggest one we've ever had. This is clearly the biggest difference. Yeah. It's not even close. There's there's some things here that are predisposed in a way um, which I'm not giving you I'm not giving you a blanket to, to use or anything else. But I mean, you have kids. You know, you've probably seen the animated one more than once. I don't know more recently. I'm I'll, assuming an I'll, awful lot. I'll but, give you a really but, weird hint too. I am not even the world's biggest fan of the animated movie. See, yeah, and that's that's good to hear in a way. I, I, well, I don't know. You gave it a ten for real. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> not you go. not for fake. I guess I guess it's easy for me to go off on things that I had a problem with, but the things that I thought were really good were, you know, the cast. Uh, strangely, except Dan Stevens. I actually, I thought I actually there were didn't parts, think he was I, I thought very there were parts, especially earlier on when he's beasting he's it up, where yeah. I thought he's not actually that good. Right. Later, he doesn't do a bad job. Later on, after film. he's around for a while, a while. then, he, then he's used better. to him. And, yeah. I think he, and I think that shows, and I think in some way, movies are shot out of order all the time. I have never read a thing that suggested that this was shot in order. I think that some of the scenes that I didn't like him in were probably some of the first ones he did. Right. Because I feel like there are certainly scenes, not later in the film, but actually in the early mid part of the film where he's fantastic. And I'm like, he's got it now. Right. But he didn't seem to have a handle on what he was doing or how. And and he's got an enviable job for no one because he's all, you know, dotted up with the ping pong balls and green screening. Right, like he's right. actually having a very difficult thing to do. But... I was bored. You know, there was a lot of boredom here. There was a lot of, um, it's been a long time since I saw the animated film and in some ways it feels unfair to like contrast it with it. But I do remember this. I, I remember, and, and, I, and it makes me appreciate like cartoon animated films anyway. You have like an ability to be real uh, flowing, real light on your feet, kind of like if you're imagining a dance and this one's easy, like it's just this perfect waltz. You can, you can move at a clip. You can show all these things. And when I'm watching this movie, it felt like it was moving in the right direction. It was still doing the same dance, but it was very clunky. And it almost felt like I could hear like the machines turning and moving everything like in a very steamship kind of way instead of in an easy flowing kind of breezy way. The film was probably 40 minutes too long. And for me, that's because they had to they had to make such a grand spectacle because of the budget and the things that they were trying to show in a way that seemed flashy and not quite as effective for me. You know, there were all these things well, that I just think didn't seem to work for me. First of all, the movie's only 20 minutes longer than the animated movie. So this needs to be a lot so, shorter. So right there, oh, you've got like up. the animated movie is 20 minutes too long. 
<laughs> because because to, they've you know, got to do the same. You know what it reminds me of? I, we we talked about it once, um, and I've said it a few times, but it's easy to remember this one. Carrie with Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, and the running time is almost exact. I think I think the new Carrie is one minute longer than the Sissy Spacek one, and they feel totally different to each other. One is very slow and easy and methodical. And not calculate. Yeah, but, way, they, but, but they do lots of different timing. stuff too. Well, so I, they, they change stuff film, around. You know, that carry film is almost almost a scene by scene recreation. There's some cell phones in it, but it's almost like they didn't have any clue what to do with the time that they had allotted to them. This one, this one just felt like very <clears throat> clunky and robotic in a way that was distracting to me because I kept thinking, and and, and maybe part of it is. It's influenced in a lot, a lot of ways. It feels by Les Mis, you know, like especially the Beast's song, the Beast's song, the grand song that he has when he's singing about how I wish she'd come back, I wish I could be, you know, all these right. things. That looked to me like it was cut and pasted right out of a Les Mis, uh, a Les Mis production. But it just it worked for me at times, but most of the times it felt uneven and it felt clunky and slow. And not really purposeful, and I got disengaged from it. I was really kind of bored, and then I and then I realized how bored I was, and I'm like, maybe this just isn't for me because I'm not a musical guy. I think it might not be for you. All right, let's no. hear how great it was. Uh, I thought it. Well, first of all, I, I can't thought, believe you gave it a ten. I got to write this down. I thought uh, it, it's clearly working with a lot of constraints. It, it's it's got to <laughs> it it's got to make the animated movie. It also has to, uh, you know, present a theory of why we need it. You know what I mean? At the same time, it's, yeah, it's got, got it's yeah. got to not be like the one of the problems with this movie that I think is kind of interesting and funny. Um, not the problem with the movie, but the problem with like making the, the, it. Yeah, right. right I know. Is that you're not going to the movie has millions of fans it has for like 20 years it's got mm -hmm. you know it's been on broadway it's right. you know whatever everybody loves it and loves it but one of the problems with making it is that you're not going to get anybody i i hope right. i would think you're not going to get anybody to say what i want out of this right is just live action like you said, scene by scene, right. the exact same thing happens, and you just turned it into a live action movie, right. Right? right? Right. But then what do they want? Because they don't, you have fans that you have to appease right. where you don't know what that means, right? right. And so I, I just think that's an interesting thing. But, you know, the film has to still be that movie, and it still has to do some things. Right. And there's going to be some scenes that people are going to go, I uh, want to see that exact see, part, right. or I want you know this well, like to, this to happen this way, that's or whatever. Big, that's yeah. the big thing. The BR guest thing, actually, I will say, that's one of the problems that I have with the movie, is that that goes too far and gets too cartoony. Right. And it doesn't fit with everything, everything else in right, the movie. The scenes right yeah, before, and yeah. then everything right after. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit, really. And there's something about you know the exact way that the new ride is going to whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, I so, there's something like this that. This is how it is. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that right. part at all. And the other thing that I didn't like, uh, the other drawback I had from the movie is that Gaston, as we go on, is a little too psychopathy. Um, and... 
it's not terrible, but like relating it to, you know, the original or right. whatever. Right. It's a little too much. But this movie for me was like, I want to say that what this movie is, is like taking a, uh, any Disney movie, any fairy tale or whatever that's based on like the Grimm's brothers. Right. And taking that back to the like original and yep. going, let's tell the original the, the story original, right. and see how it really little is. Little Red Riding Hood. Except this one does not actually have, uh, this original. has an original story, but yeah. it's way different. Much and different. there's yeah. tons of other stuff. <laughs> they won't tell and that. It's, and it's not the Grimm's brothers anyway. It's right. just a really old like 14th century or something yeah. story. And and it's it's just different. It's not even like it's more Grimm's Brothers-y. It's just that it's a wildly different story. So it doesn't relate to the animated movie. So you can't make that story, right? right? I want to say that it's like the Grimm's Brothers story because, as we know, crazy shit happens in those, right? Right. But they're actually not that great a no. story. Yeah. They're just more deadly and they're screwier. They're and, and dangerous. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. This is like the the story that's really old that is sort of based on the Grimm's brothers story. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's like, saying. it's like when they first took Cinderella out of Grimm's brothers and somebody like a hundred years later <laughs> wrote a story for it. Yeah. And that story's way different from the fairy tale that, you know, now too. Right. right. And so now we're making that story. Yeah. But it, but all the time, what it's got to do is go, Let's pretend there's this original story right. that the Disney story might come from mm-hmm. when we like Disneyfied that story, right? right? And made Gaston not such a psycho right. and made everything <laughs> not not quite so bad and harsh and ugly. Yeah. And put in some stuff that, you know, we cut out of Disneyfying the movie just because we didn't have time to tell it. And right. so it gives you this whole uh, you know, Bell's father has like a story. He's not just the crackpot screwball guy. guy. Yeah, that was actually cool. Once he starts talking about the beast, then right. people start talking about him like he's, he's crazy. Away, yeah. But at first, he's just kind of the guy who doesn't fit right. with our village. Right. And then it's also got a whole other part of the story of the witch and right. what happened what and happened, what why? she did and yeah. the whole thing, right? right. And... Belle and her father have this whole backstory that we then find out later so that Which we get new. kind of, yeah. That was never I mean, no, was yeah, hinted, that's, but that's No, that's new. totally yeah. new. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, kind of explains more about why people are where they are, right. why they are there right. when, now that we have more of the rest of the story, that no one else is supposed to be right. there, right? They, <laughs> right? they really are the people yeah. who don't fit. And Gaston is just, uh, you know, he really goes nutso yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in this one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I... Luke Evans is good as Gaston, though. Like, I actually don't <coughs> No, he have, really he is. Actually, yeah. He actually, he and but you're right, he's already at 11, too. Like, yeah, he... In a he, village of people that are scared of him and won't do anything anyway, and but they are... Most of them worship the, worship right. him, and right. as it gets on, goes on, like, he, he gets worse, because yeah. things do not go his way, and right. he does not like that. And, and he really and, wants Belle. Right, yeah. and he's, you know, he's not used to not anyway. getting what he wants. Right. But anyway... But it, uh, I think all of the stuff that it needed to do to give you the animated movie in a live action version, right. it did. 
it had all those parts. I thought Emma Watson was really good as Belle. I thought she was really good. I kind of wish she was a little taller and had darker hair. But other than that, (laughs) (laughs) but she was really good. And she actually has uh, more to do than you might expect from just Belle. Belle is actually in the original is, is kind of easy to do. She, she doesn't actually have like 50 or 60 different notes, right? She's not that complex a character. And in this, she's got, there's more stuff going on. So she gets to be a little bit more complex at least. And she, yeah. But, and, uh, I, I liked all the stuff that happened, you know, within the castle. I thought there were some parts where the beast was not fantastic. And one of the things, uh, I think this fixes a big problem that I have with the original animated movie, even though uh, it doesn't like fix it fantastically. It mm-hmm. doesn't super fix it or whatever. But yeah. one of the problems for me with the original story is that there's not enough time. There isn't enough stuff sure. that actually happens and there isn't enough time that to passes them to each other. Right. By the time right. you get to the end and it's like, Oh yeah, I this love is a them fairy or whatever. Tale thing, and you're right. like, yeah, right. no, you don't. whatever. Right. You're just getting used to it. And even yeah. though this doesn't really fix it exactly, it gives them a, a lot more connection to each other. It See, has them like go through stuff together Beast yeah. is like there when she's finding out about her mom, her mom and all this stuff. And right. that's kind of like a tense thing, but it also gives them more. We see them more when they're just loving books at each other. And that's, the you, only you know, it, do, it doesn't absolutely sure. make everything better, but it makes it a little bit it more believable. Right. A one little the, bit more believable. One of the yeah. things, well, real quick before I forget, you know, not because it matters much, but <coughs> the the animated movie is an hour and 24 minutes long. Yeah. This movie was two hours and 10 minutes long. That's 45 minutes longer. Oh, I thought it was. It's, I it's, thought the I original mean, was longer. The This film is so long in ways it doesn't need to be. Some of the stuff that I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about it. You know, the castle looks great and all the stuff that goes on in it. But when you have when you have the technology, this is funny. This is like all what we were talking about earlier with the Matrix stuff. You have this budget, you have this cast, you have this technology. Let's really animate things in this live action display of what we did so well in this animated beloved version. And I think someone just needed to say, look, we get it. The teacups move and they smile and they dance and all this stuff. But there's so much pageantry because the film, if I had to describe it in one way that I think is both a compliment and a criticism, is grand. It wants to be this grand affair. And I think it succeeds at times and I think it fails at times because of that ambition. One of the things that I wish they had done much less of is animate the castle and show me the dresser throwing things everywhere, which in, in right. I can't imagine, thankfully, for people that pay attention to this stuff and care about it, we didn't see it in 3D. There were times in right. 3D it would have looked stunning, but it would have been darker because 3D movies are darker. I don't mean like in tone, but I mean like an actual aesthetic. And I had enough a difficulty seeing what the hell was going on sometimes just with regular lighting. Right. Um, and while I'm nitpicking about that, I thought the audio mix was horrible. There were times when they were singing. Maybe this was just our theater, though. I couldn't tell what was being said at all. Right. Like, and I'm not deaf. Right. Like, I I can pay attention. There, to this there stuff. was a lot. I don't know if you. There was a lot of that. singing. I like the pub scene with Gaston's I, song. I mostly I couldn't tell. What the I hell mostly was wrote on. it off to okay. the theater that we saw it in so, okay. because right. I'm not sure. Uh, 
that I don't that's, know if that's not other, a fair right. uh, conclusion to jump to. Together. So it could be that. Sure. But there were a lot of times when there's singing going on with tons of background at the same Everyone. time. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's hard. It, as good as you make that, it's still maybe not the, the best choice. I get the just right? of it. But, but for me, the stuff that I wish they would have taken away was more character because you've got this incredible opportunity with an actor in Stevens who's talented and Emma Watson who's fantastic. You know, she's yeah. capable of doing an awful lot. And what they did was instead they wanted to show teacups and candelabras moving and singing and dancing and wasting times with set pieces and things that didn't interest me at all to the story about two people who have to fall in love. And when those two people don't fall in love satisfactorily, I get the animated version. It's mostly for kids to teach them, like, when you get older, things happen in between these things, but you'll get to it. But this is what happens. When she looks at him and says, I love you, I didn't believe it. I didn't buy it. And I thought it was just like this weird pandering waste of my time. Not, not, not in a big criticism kind of way, but like you had all this time to do all these things and you had these great moments to create things like the library. The library is the most effective of them. But as good as an actress as she is and as sad as I'm supposed to be that the beast is dying under this curse, I didn't care and I didn't believe it. And I feel like that's a huge failure for a film that goes over two hours and has talent and ability to show a love story. This isn't about, you know, the ride at I think, Disney. I think you just don't like fairy tales. Oh, God, I love fairy <laughs> tales. The ride at Disney is to show all this stuff off. The movie is to get me to take my kids to Disney. But the movie has to sell a love story, and it fails. It does not make me think by the time she has crocodile tears that she cares about him at all, let alone, well, excuse me, she cares about him. They're building a, a relationship, but she doesn't love him. Not yeah, yet. I think it's just you. The closest that I had to her actually feeling the, something the was only, at the wolf, the wolf the, attack, the coyote the, attack. The only problem that I had with the love story, and like I said before, that's just a problem with the animated. Are you telling me that when she says I love you, you're there with her, like you don't love the beast, but you believe you've I done th- enough? I think, here's what I thought. I think you're nuts. <laughs> There's yeah. no way in hell I you think, do. Well, here, then you have to just say, like like I said, that's a problem with the animated movie, and sure. it has to be it has to be more of a failing in that than it is in this. Probably. So, so then you just have to say, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, that animated movie, is complete crap <laughs> because there is no way to believe that they are in love that quickly. And yeah. you can say that if you want, sure. yeah. but I don't think you're going to sell that to a lot of people. Right. But what I would have liked better, and what I actually almost thought was going to happen, yeah, which would have blown me away. Yeah. But what I thought was going to happen was that she was not going to ever say it. I thought that she was just going to be really sad. Right. And, you know, start crying or whatever. And then the, and then basically the exact same thing happens. The witch walks up, he comes back to life and it's just, you know, it's not saying the words doesn't do anything anyway. Right. right? And it's not like she had to show up and say those words and then, ah, the spell's broken. Like the spell is not get somebody to say it to you. That's easy. I can trick you. I thought what was going to happen is that she was just going to be really like sad and crushed that he died. Right. And then, you know, so she kind of, is she in love with him? Uh, You know, whatever. But she realizes that she's really got serious feelings for him. And And is it like, am I in love? You know, it doesn't matter. She doesn't have to say it or whatever. It's kind of like, it's close enough, right? She, (laughs) she is, 
whether she's, you know, in love and we can like quantify that and, you know, do a blood test on her and find out that she's in love with them, whatever it is, she's like really broken up and, and, you know, it's kind of messing with her. Right. Right. And it's not only, I thought what was really cool about that end scene, even though we had to have the words or whatever, Mm-hmm. But what I thought was really cool about that end scene was that Emma Watson, to me, whether you're sold on that she loves him or not, it, to me, she was really selling the the fact that she was surprised by whatever it was she was feeling. She was, yeah, I could she see that. she was like, uh, why do I care so much right. about him? And she and she was like selling that part yeah, of it that works in a more. in a really good way. And I kind of, I thought until like the, because she waits a long she time waits to say it. a long it. time, right. So when she, when it kept going and going and she didn't say it, I was like, maybe they're Man. just going to do it yeah. or whatever. And I, I think that would have actually been better if she had just not said it. Right. And it would have just been like, you know, I said, you have to get somebody to love you, but right. Right. I mean, yeah. come on. Right. And yeah. then it would have just been, you know, maybe she's not in love with him. But like I said, that has always been a problem with the original Even. for me is that it's just, it's so fast. Yeah. But at some point you do have to be telling the story that the right. animated movie sure. is telling, or you have to be telling this story. Like I said, you have to be telling this story that you could believe that movie came from right 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 and and i think they do that in a in a really really solid way especially since all of the extra new stuff i thought was awesome i thought all of like kevin klein having like that was a, great. a much bigger uh, he doesn't even take theory, a bunch of time it's having a yeah. having a a much more realistic character going on See, because but- there's one of the problems in making this live action too is that you've got her father and you've got LeFou. Right. Neither one of them can be live actioned. Right. They are the most They're cartoony characters. Yes. They are the most yep. cartoony characters there yep. ever were. Yep. There's nothing to them at all. Right. You can't you can't make it live yeah. action without right. drastically changing them. Yeah. And I thought they did all that stuff great. I thought yep. the I thought, you know, LeFou in the cartoon, he could be based on Sure. Josh Gad's, Josh Gad's character yeah. and, you know, er, and everything and Kevin else. Kevin Klein, you know, yeah. But see, that's that's what's kind of irritating to me about <gasps> it in some way, which is Kevin Klein is not in the film for a very long time, though he shows up in the beginning, middle, and end. Right. The short amount of time that he's there and the exposition of his character and the feeling that we see Bell have for him and that the audience actually has for Kevin Klein as well... I don't think they put that much attention in a love story between Beauty and the Beast, between Belle and the Prince. Like, if they had put just an iota of the same amount of time, what is it, 11 minutes total on screen? 10? I mean, that works. I don't know. And it works well, and I believed it. And I believed the motivations all across and the caring and the affection. But that wasn't there. And the, and the scenes directly before, I mean, not just the fight scene with Gaston and the Beast, but the scenes directly leading up to her admitting her love for him, they're not particularly warm or affectionate. Like I, this is one of these things where in a film where we see together and someone's like, I got to do everything I can for him. He's my best friend. No, he's not. You just say, you're <laughs> right. saying it doesn't mean you guys are blood brothers, 
the fact that now that they have reached this point in the film where she has to say this and mean it, and I don't buy it, and I think it tanks the film in a way for me. It's it's so much like, you know, he gets like an hour into the film and he realizes, well, we've done all these amazing things. We've really screwed up the Be Our Guest. That thing's a nightmare scene <laughs> all through and through. But we've that's done all like, this stuff. That's like somehow Willy Wonka took over. It for is, like it's a really minute. strange. Yeah. That's a really weird... It almost makes me feel like that was done before they did anything else or after they did everything else, but mostly before. But it feels like by the time they get an hour in and they realize how far along in the screenplay they actually are for all the video footage that they've shot, he's like, oh, God, we got to hurry this up a bit. And he doesn't. There's no expediency <laughs> to anything there. It actually slows down quite a bit. It's fine. Uh, it's you just, fine. You just but don't not, like love. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But I thought that because of the extended running time, the weird emotional malleability that wasn't there, it was just a little below average. Uh, not, I think there's average. I think there's a lot of stuff in the movie that happens. Um, maybe I'll feel better that when I is, see it again. That is, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that happens in the movie that is maybe in a, in a similar sort of way. Um, it's kind of tied to the original. And at some point, I think you just have to let it be. And I think there are several points where the movie does things that are very weird, mm. right? And you see it in a live action movie and you go, but that's just really weird. And I think you have to just give the movie a break for a lot of things. Sure. And, and the other one that's really big, and I think there are several of them, but the other one that's really big is when they're about to send Kevin Klein off, yeah, right? right? And the beast. And they they see the beast in the mirror and it's like boom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, go kill the beast. Right. And you're watching that in the live action movie and you know, I it's like I was watching that from two different perspectives at the same time, right? Like yeah. the one perspective I'm like what is that? They're like instantly going to go kill the beast. They right. didn't believe him five seconds ago. Now we have yeah. to go kill it. And right. if we don't, it's going to murder us and steal our children. And, and yeah. it's like, man, that just all happened too fast, too quick. like way too fast. Right. But that's exactly how it happens yeah. in the sure. animated movie. Sure. And nobody questions that, right? right? Nobody goes, that happens too fast because yeah. it's just the way that that story goes. So I think some of the stuff that happens like that, where it's uh, a little bonkersly quick, yeah. I think you can only hold that against the movie. I think you can only hold it against this movie to be a live action version of the animated right, the movie right. so much. You can't, you can't really I, say, no. look, you fail uh, because you made a live action movie of this animated right. movie. <laughs> that gotta, feels I unfair. Say, I got to disagree with that 100%. If you have 45 extra minutes, <laughs> if you have 45 extra minutes and you can't extrapolate a better reason to go kill the beast than just, look, it is different. We have to get it before it gets our kids. And you say, well, they did it and it was accepted in the animated movie. You got, you got 20 years of distance. You got 45 minutes of footage and you have millions of dollars to facilitate a better story. And if you accept that, oh, it's just the source material then I think you're apologizing for the lazy storytelling. They had everything. No, they, I, I don't Mark, think, I don't think, I don't think needed. that's true. They have everything. I don't, they, I don't they think you enough, do that. I think they didn't have enough time. I, I think then what you could just do is, 
then you could just say, look, this is a bad movie because yeah. that's a bad story. That original movie, yeah. that's a bad story. So now, now I don't even have to see this movie. I could just no, say, this is a say, bad movie. Right, I know what you mean. Because it's based on this story and it's fairly accurately representing that story. Yeah. And then ipso facto, it's right, a bad movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, but look, they did all this then, great stuff. Then what with, do you need to see it for? Well, they did all this stuff with because it, it's going to do more. It's going to flesh out more for almost an hour longer. It should be able to fill in the gaps. If if the, it just paid attention to the way her father was treated in the animated film and then ex, and then just filmed it, we wouldn't know anything about her mom or all the other things about him because he's kind of like you said before, just a joke. But we've got an hour of extra footage, so let's do seven minutes to make him more of a believable character. They did it. And it works. Yeah, but what if they didn't? Then you probably wouldn't notice it. You it, Agreed. You probably wouldn't notice it and you'd be like, eh, it's just like the animated film. And you'd chalk it up to that being like, well, they did it that way, so they just did it this way too. But I still think that's a mistake. So I still think there's I still uh, think there's an error there. And no, I think I think, I, I think that's no. you're just you're just being unfair to to the project, I think. No, because I don't think the project was to make the animated movie I think the project was to enhance what the animated film did. And that, in, in some ways for me, is the problem. I don't think this movie is set to awe you. I think, it's what it, I think what it's designed to do is bring you through nostalgia to what you loved and draw more in it. That's why there's two or three new songs. Well, the reason there's a couple new songs is because they want to get an Oscar for best original song. But there's a couple new songs. <laughs> there's a couple new things. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. But there's a couple new things. Like they took the source material and said, what's great about it? Let's keep it. What isn't there? Let's flesh it out more. Let's bring more of the joy you have for what you love, which are the musical numbers. And they had all the time and budget to do that. But when it's the little things that they could have adapted to and made more sense of, they skip it. And then people are like, well, they didn't do it in the animated film. I think that's a cop out. Because well, they do it so well in other things. But yeah, but then then you're just saying they they did something good at one part and then they didn't change all these other parts, so now it's bad. But if they did not no, changed no, anything, not then it would have been okay. It's just disappointing because they did pay attention to other parts. But they they did do other. There is yeah, there did. is more to them falling in love or at least falling in like (laughs) then right then there was in the original and you know i don't know i think i think at some point i'm at three now i think at some point if you say this is not a good love story and therefore i don't i don't believe that they're in love and so it's a bad movie i think at some point then you're just saying i don't like the original and then therefore this is a bad movie I, I see that side. I guess what I'm saying is I do like the original from what I remember. I think I only saw it once in like 1991 or two. I, I liked it. And if you're going to remake it and you're going to make it almost an hour longer with a budget 10 times as big, then I expect a little more from it. I expect you to actually make me believe that Belle falls in love with the beast. Less teacup spinning, more more interpersonal <laughs> relationships. Don't dazzle me with candelabras and things that are moving like dressers throwing clothes at you. I get it. You can do that in a nanosecond. Give me a little bit more time with character development because at its foundation, it's a love story. Yeah, there's not that much teacup spitting. Uh, there's too much <laughs> anyway, for me. All right. Anyway. Well, yeah, this is just not for you. 
<laughs> I didn't think this it, was for me. It, no, this was not for you. So anyway. All right. We have uh, clearly gone on long enough at this point <laughs> with these two movies. So God, what headaches. If you're recommending movies to people, you've got nothing. I actually don't think. No, I actually. You know what's really strange? I would actually tell someone to go see Beauty and the Beast. Because I think, especially if they love the original, I'm not telling anyone they're already there. But I think it's an interesting looking film, partially because of the animated film. But I also don't think it's a horrible time. I think if you like musicals, you probably really love it. Yeah. I, I don't even know that the musicalness of it actually won out, which I thought was kind of strange. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It didn't. It. I don't think it really made anything positive or negative for me watching it. it. I but it I was, think I think some people it's probably going the big to. Big factor, yeah. Because I think the, you know, the original is kind of known for these Right. The songs are going to get stuck in your head and be our guest is going to get stuck in your head and all that. So people know the songs. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, drink like Gaston and all that stuff. See, that's another thing for me. That's one of the. I still like that. That's that's one of the problems the movie has. That scene is that is like, well, kind of that scene in a way. But like I said at the beginning, nobody wants just a shot by shot recreation, but nobody knows what they do want either so you do have to take a whole lot of time doing stuff that you go "Eh, you know in a perfect world i might not do this but i have to because it has to to have it has to have this song and it has to have this scene we can't just not have this scene right i have a couple more scenes i want to show of them of them falling in love sure but i have to have this scene right because everyone will kill me Mm -hmm. even if you you can't make it exactly the same but there's lots of stuff you have to do because that scene's kind of stupid. It's stupid in the original. It's yeah. stupid in the... It, he has to have it, a song. It's he okay has, that it's stupid in the original because yeah. it's an animated movie and you right. go, well, whatever. Whatever. But in this, it does, I, th- I think, kind of showcase the silliness of it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the song kind of... Like a couple minutes later, you forget the song ever happened, sort yeah. of. It's it, it's not like a memorable thing. I didn't hear it well anyway. And so is Be Our Guest is like the same kind of thing for me. That's the it, mistake. It's yeah. like a few minutes later, you're like, whatever. As you go through the movie, you know, it could have not had songs. Right. And it wouldn't make that much difference. So right. I think a lot of fans who are, like you know, really into, into it, it for the musicalness yeah. of it. Right. I don't know. It may, that may be a, a big negative to a yeah, lot of people know. is that, you know, the songs don't really like get a chance to shine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's doing too many other things, but uh, a lot of the extra stuff that it, that it has, um, I think are, is really awesome, especially for bell. Yeah. Um, even to the, ex- even to the extent that, y- you know, we get the part at, towards the beginning where she's like tying the sheets together. Yeah which is not like a thing in the original, but it's like a big thing. It's like she's... And, and, you know, as far as believing things, uh, you know, when she shoves her dad out of the cell, I believed it. So did I. Like, I believed she would do that. Yep. And there's no reason that I should. It's like so early. Right. It's so fast. And I think that's not even... And that's not from it, the That's film. not even the movie or the script so much as that's, I think, just that's Emma Watson. Yeah, I just have to works. give that to her. But yeah, the way that happens, that's like not Like in the animated film, the doesn't anime. she just no. throw herself on the ground and cry? She and just does, like, doesn't like she says and, yeah. that she'll try. I, I think there's parts of the film where Emma Watson was strangely underutilized, but I don't know the direction. 
because I don't think that she gave a particularly bad performance. I actually liked her bell, but I think, I think that there were certainly times where it just felt like she was being sort of set back a little bit. And I, I don't know why that was, um, except maybe, you know, in a green screen, you're like, don't worry, we're going to have all these things like more, you know, not in the exact same argument, but like, it was annoying watching her in the Be My Guest. Man, that really sucked. That scene, that whole right. song. She's holding things that they CGI'd in, like spoons and things. And it's so clear that someone's telling her they're in the wrong place. Right. You know, I that, can show yeah, you. There, I was about to show you there, here. There's a I forget we're not a video <laughs> podcast. But, you know, she's holding this here and it's really here. And it just looks so right. awkward. There's a lot of it where she's like looking at things and smiling. And, the, and it's and just very obvious that, that she's in a there. room by yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing around her. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't focus on her that much either. Yeah. It, it doesn't really look at her. Right. frequently it's looking at all the yeah, it's all stuff happening and everything yeah I that that scene is like a big problem for me i did not like that like scene it. at all i know we're getting ready to be done i'll say this quick it was fun to hear the audience and that was a packed audience it was fun to hear them apparently they didn't recognize ian mckellen emma thompson right Ewan mcgregor like when they start appearing as all the right when you get to the, when you get to the very end and everyone's like oh right. my god was he in it all the time and i'm you know i'm like yeah not because i looked at the internet movie list but i just i recognized them right and i just thought that was a fun the one thing. the one got me stanley tucci I, I, yeah i yeah. mentioned i mentioned that right. to you when it yeah, you when like, it ended it the whole way because when you do see him yeah. at the beginning he's like the giant he's mustache really yeah. and the hair yeah. like going crazy yeah. all over and everything and i did not know that Recognize was him, him yeah at all and then yeah. all of a sudden at the end <laughs> you were like it's like where'd he come from it's like he had a thing in his contract where it was like <laughs> you have to make me a lot more recognizable in at least right. one part or right. something right but then you t i mean it was completely it was very clear. obvious like it was, it was him. him yeah anyway that was a fun moment. All right. Well, yeah. So don't go see Kong. You've already seen Beauty Skip and the Beast Kong, anyway, right. so it doesn't matter probably. But We're gonna, uh, Beauty and the Beast did insane money. That was amazing. Yeah. That's, next that's week, uh, hopefully we're going to get to life. Yep. And then Ghost in the Shell yeah. is this I'm weekend. So curious and nervous about both of them. Uh, I feel like they both have the ability to really I, stay. I want Ghost in the Shell to be so good. You're a big Ghost it, in the Shell it fan? should. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I saw you just like the. I saw the, the original animated. a few times, and it's you know it's old enough that it's yeah. kind of been with me and stuff. Right, enough. and it's and it's a good story. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting, quirky, like good story. Yeah, and I don't know as much as there's all this stuff. I I kind of like Scarlett Johansson's potential to be really good in, in it. it. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe she won't. I mean, she's. She's been, I've loved her and stuff. She's hit or miss sometimes. I've thought that she's been kind of goofy and stuff. Yeah. But most of the stuff that I have thought that she's goofy in, it was because she was in something goofy. Right. And not, not her. Not like, oh man, she she's ruined over this. Her head. Right. Like yeah. this would have been yeah, awesome, right. except. Yeah. yeah. This looks so right anyway. up her alley though. Yeah. This looks really good. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. 
Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.